I'm here, I'm live, present, day before, leading up to what comes tomorrow, which is V-Day, Valentine's Day, that letter right there too, but then also like, ah, while you're at it, because that's the whole point and goal and purpose of tomorrow night, but today, right now, as you're listening, as you're watching live, this is Who This Been Watching, episode 15 to be exact, I'm Who This, thanks for joining me here live, of course on Instagram, at who this is one as always that's never changed well it did have to change to that so it could actually be uh fitting to where you can find me also on youtube who this is one as well as twitch who this is one and as well as twitter who this is one that's me i'm who this and again i'm the host of this thing right here done every saturday times to be determined because i got a lot of things to do as a responsible adults you know pay the bills and run errands and do this shit be a good housewife per se so i gotta do a lot of things so times always to be determined as far as saturdays are concerned but saturdays is always going to be the default de facto day to go live for who has been watching where you'll get this episode first live uncut uncensored uncircumcised all that shit regardless of what you believe in let me just pin this fucking comment and there we go. So, this is where you get it first. A couple of days later during the week, of course, the week of coming after Saturday, because Saturday's a weekend. So, when the new week starts, you'll get this later up on YouTube, youtube.com backslash who this is one, as well as all audio platforms wherever you get your digital streaming podcast of preference from iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, uh, Blackberry's got a hub probably if anyone still out there uses Blackberries. Again, I I'll always confess and proudly do so to having loved the fucking Blackberries. I can't remember the model of Blackberry phone I had last before like they just kinda went dead or like weren't cool anymore. But uh I don't remember. It had the fucking uh no, I had two of them. I had one. The first one I had was fucking um, with the rolling trackball, which was okay. But then if that shit got loose, as I know a lot of people had that problem, to replace that little thing would be a fucking bitch. But it usually, I think, turned out to be just like it was dirty, got grimy underneath, whatever. It wasn't really a big deal, better yet said. But you had to have an expert actually dig the ball out of the hole, clean it, you know, pop it back in and then you get charged whatever they charge to fix a phone thank god till now you know uh knock on wood i haven't had phone troubles like that as far as like i dropped it cracked it okay one time i dropped the phone one of my old iphones actually one of my favorite iphones because it was just a different kind of color it hit different uh my rose gold i want to say iphone 8 or something like that i dropped it the camera fucked up like i couldn't take selfies as you know vanity wise that is but still i couldn't do this shit if i had to or if i wanted to better yet said so of course i had to trade that phone in i forgot what i got in, in return but i never got the rose gold again the rose gold was a whole story too i didn't intentionally choose it at first but i ended up with that phone and i liked the phone because of that color it was just different you know whatever i've been speaking of pink of course rose gold whatever tone you want to use to define the usage of pink it is Valentine's Day tomorrow, V-Day, as beloved, as beholded, as dreaded, I'm sure as well, by a lot of people out there, male or female. 
it all balances out of course respectfully whatever you want to identify as to you ask me well you're watching of course you're listening of course so in some way shape or form you are probably asking in your head what the fuck am i thinking or what do i have to even say about that but you know i don't really fuck with v-day like that i would like to fuck on v-day that's mainly my main point right there so of course i'm nice i'm charming um as endearing as I can be, sincerely, of course, because that's all they fucking care about, you know, throw a box of chocolates at her face, bounces back into her lap because she's a fat ass anyway, so just stay stuck there anyway, like the fucking, you know, mounds of fat she's got going on there. I'm talking proverbially. I'm not talking about literally anybody or even your Valentine, your significant other. I just mean, in generally speaking terms, you know, you hope she's got good enough hands to catch, you know, a fucking bouquet of flowers you toss away too as well get the fuck out of here take her out somewhere nice thank god now as of today at least in new york city uh nyc area better yet said they've allowed indoor dining uh to happen as of yesterday night friday so actually got to do that hang out with shout outs to i am mix my boy politically savvy individual that i consult for not just politics, but also for like Bitcoin, trading, all that shit too as well. Hit him up, I am Mix, for all that advice. He's very funny as well. He's very savvy, as I mentioned, on the political realm, as well as the fucking Bitcoin, trading, stock, all that. He gave me some really good advice as we hung out the first evening of indoor dining being re-allowed again here in New York City. 25% capacity, but I really wasn't complaining because it was like a pretty big, spacious enough spot we went to. Uh, shout outs to Queens Bully. I believe that's the location. It's it. Queens Bully pertaining to Queens Boulevard, of course. Uh, the, the, the 113 Street something, right before Union Turnpike, if you're familiar with Queens. Uh, shout outs to Miri291 for joining on the live. Of course, today, this is the usual day we go live. Saturdays for who has been watching. Silence of the Lambs edition. That's what won as far as the votes I had going on in my IG stories. Thank you again, everybody who watched and voted, more importantly. I know I put it up last minute, but yesterday, Friday, was a very hectic day for me. Thursday, I completely forgot, to be honest. No, actually, Thursday, I was winding down the list of actually movies I want to do throughout the year. Because my whole point, as I might have explained before, is... I'm trying to do movies and or cover movies with every episode every Saturday that got anniversaries coming up, be it 5, 10, 15, 45 years, whatever the fuck, a lot of them are going to be as the year progresses. So in this case, I had a conflict of interest, Betty had said, because last week, the last episode was fucking uh, Hannibal from 2001, the sequel to what we're doing today, Silence of the Lambs. Excuse me. This... Day exactly well, actually, Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th, 1991, when this release, Signs of the Lambs, conflicted with the anniversary of uh, Pretty in Pink, which was, I believe, 1986, if I'm not mistaken. I know that much, so if you add six years in 91, 35 years, as old as I am right now, and 36 is what I'll be later on this year. If anyone cares, September Shadows of Virgo. So I had that little debate going on and I'm going to have a lot of them too because a lot of dates, a lot of films are going to overlap each other. So in this case, I'll make it clear in the post as well too later on uh, during the week or something. But I will have 
I, I love to have crowd participation. Uh, I want to say fan because that's, you know, we know each other, I think, through some way, shape or form, or at least virtually, digitally, social media, whatever. <laughs> but I don't want to call you fan, just like a follower or we're social media friends, Betty had said. So I want to have your consent and is definitely your input. Whoever you are out there, listening, watching, et cetera, et cetera, as far as helping me judge, because I don't want to be the one to solely be deciding on what I do. I don't care. I could do whatever. I'll watch the shit. I'll fucking make my notes like I always do, handy dandy, like my fucking notebook, like my name was Steve and I had Blue's Clues, a blue puppy, that years later we find out was a girl of all things. We just assumed it was a fucking male because it was blue. But okay, whatever. It might as well be like Blue Cantrell, if anyone remembers that R&B singer from way back when. Uh, very good looking. Very good looking singer. Uh, Distinctive Voice had that Oops Hit Em Up style song, which was kind of boppy, catchy. But it really wasn't doing anything besides that because she couldn't deliver otherwise. I don't mean to say her or downplay her, but she did have a really... Uh, like a soulful, jazzy-like voice. If this was the 50s or 60s when she came out, I think she would have done just fine with how smoky, sultry her voice was. How, like, she could actually sing. She had pipes. But she had no follow-up that even got close to the scale of that first single. And I think her only other claim to fame might have been either... Now, if I'm mistaken, forgive me. I'm just remembering what was allegedly said about her. She was either with Jay-Z for a while, and I think probably just before Beyonce. So give or take 2001, 2002-ish, because I believe it was oh, well, oh, 03, Bonnie and Clyde would tell you, obviously, the year. But I believe it was oh, 03-ish when Jay and Beyonce finally came out as a couple or probably even got together. Who knows? Who knows how that works? But either way, you always got to clap up Jay for that shit. And I mean, listen... Proof in the pudding as far as Beyonce goes. I'm Jay-Z. I'm keeping that woman pregnant. I'm sorry. As offensive, as sexist as that may sound or come off, that's a beautiful woman. I'm not going to be able to not stay on top of her or think about going through my day as normal as a functioning human being and responsible adult who's got bills, chores, responsibilities to cover children to feed or whatever. I wouldn't be able to function normally if I had something on a Beyonce level as my spouse, or in this case, I'll ad admit gladly, better half. I'm not going to be able to live not being on top of her. That's just what it is. I mean, listen, I, I don't know if it's like that for women either, as far as they find their male counterpart so attractive, so up their alley that they can't keep their fucking hands off them, I think that's a good thing. It means what? You're really into your partner. You like getting into your partner or you're being on top of your partner, however you play that, and whatever happens in your bedroom, your business, of course. But you know what I'm saying, and especially Valentine's Day. But then you start to think with Valentine's Day, how many times do you get the case of I was made on Valentine's Day? Meaning, you know, uh, they look, someone looked Either one of the fucking couple looked especially good that night, leading into, of course, what they do later on that night with Valentine's Day. Oh, excuse me, being so appropriate. Uh, like an air bubble come up or something. But um, I'm sure I've charmed your pants off, you know, or, you know, ask my girlfriend, <laughs> if anything. But um, yeah, you start to wonder how many people were conceived on Valentine's Day night, and there was the meme. <laughs> 
that I shared with a couple people too that was funny about like please don't fuck on that on v-day night at least not without a condom because I hate Scorpios so of course that would lead to people being born to the sign of the scorpion which Scorpios ain't bad but as far as females are concerned I mean no complaints in that realm as far as reproducing goes but as far as dealing with them outside the bedroom no offense to Scorpios out there shouts to all you yeah, I'm not, I, one was enough. One was enough for me in my past, you know, ghost to pussy past and all that too. So I'm not going to do that to myself ever again. Uh, that's as far as Scorpio is concerned. I'm with a Leo now, so it's not that much better. It's just a little, a little bit. No, a lot of feistiness unnecessarily sometimes, you know, but whatever. According to my sign, I'm a virgin. I'm dealing with a fucking lion, king of the jungle, or in this case, queen of the jungle, whatever. I don't buy into the astrology thing either so much. I don't bank on it fully. But surprisingly enough, if you read up on different signs and characteristics pertaining to the signs, you will see, oddly enough, with most people's cases, not every case, but most people's cases, a lot of similar a lot of points that hit, a lot of points that actually bullseye the target as far as defining the character and Listen how they are. It's like, oh shit, they like that anyway, for real. So it's like they weren't too far off the intended target. That's horoscopes. You know, shouts to you tomorrow. However, you celebrate Valentine's Day, be with yourself. You know, because self love is important. I-, I learned that at a very much later stage in my life, where it's pretty much I'm far removed, at most maybe a year or two of actually learning to love myself i mean i was so angry and so uh self-judgmental leading up to this point now the age i am currently 35 where i finally read the right books apparently or i had enough life experience enough shit thrown my way or a lot of shit i kind of led myself into to finally be like you know what and the podcast is a good example at least the old one i used to do and shout out to the new one i'm doing now currently called ah fuck it which is brand new. Uh, every one episode will drop Wednesday. Um, that's proof enough is me loving myself again because I was in a really bad spot as far as when I originally started doing the podcast, which was back in 2013. So give or take, fast forward later 2020, well, 2021 now. We're trying not to remember 2020 best we can. It's been that long, but I have only done 50 episodes of the old podcast. So, you know, you do the math. It's fucking seven years, 50 episodes. That's terrible. That's that's a very bad discography. If I was a musician, it'd be horrible. But I wasn't in a good space. I was in a really toxic relationship. So I didn't have the motive, the drive to even want to do episodes. Something as simple as like 20, 30 minutes of bitching, ranting, complaining like I'm doing now. I'm in a much better headspace, much clearer frame of mind, and much better situated life in general, too. Thank God I, I can say that now. And the universe or whatever you believe in, too, as well, or whoever or whatever, again. I'm much better off right now here, more importantly, and also here if you want to count that also. It's the right side, right? I, I, f- I always forget which side the heart's on. You know, but, um, yeah, I'm much better off, so that way I can actually love myself enough to be creative and depend on myself to do so and deliver you know content every week daily as best i can on ig obviously but weekly at least on youtube uh the podcasting realm and all that shit too so it's important self-love starts with you 
if you don't love yourself as they say and it is true as annoying as it may seem it transcends onto others and carries off onto others because if you don't love yourself first and foremost how are you going to love somebody else properly responsibly as they deserve if they're choosing to be at your side so you got to be fair to them by being fair to yourself first off and foremost so shout out to all the creators shout out to everybody making a living shout out to everybody being the head of the household valentine's days valentine's day starts with you see i, I really don't celebrate that much so i can't even say it properly sometimes excuse me for that full part but it starts with you on the inside so then it transcends to the outside enough where you you mean it when you give them a bouquet of flowers box of chocolates stuffed teddy bears this stereotypical stuff you'll run out and grab probably the night before because you're gonna forget the day of but then you remembered enough the night before to grab the shit last second whatever's left at fucking walgreens or your local pharmacy too yeah you surprise her the morning of surprise him the morning of with all this shit just you might as well have like a fucking dump truck just dump all the shit on them to like really symbolize it oh you love them oh but then you forgot the card on top of all the shit you, you showered them with and then everything else goes to shit because there's no card there's no like hokey pokey fucking oh you know uh i'd eat you like like the eight the fava beans and the liver of whoever the fuck he was eating and shit which again we're touching on silence of the lambs which is what we'll be doing in a bit too i, I just had to get some things off of mind you know valentine's day approaching self-lovery all that stuff love yourself well love yourself responsibly don't love yourself way too much if you got nobody to celebrate but yourself shout out to good brother above 132 for joining one half of the dirty heels shout out to you guys as always much appreciate the love and much respect to what you guys do i hope you both individually how you choose to do so celebrate your valentine's day and it's joyous and prosperous to you both so shout out to them always but yeah if you got a someone to celebrate with you know be mindful of them be nice you know if you're usually a cunt if you're usually a dick an asshole or no gender bias here no gender dividing with this one if you're being a bitch maybe not the day of v-day maybe not on valentine's day save them that much at least that little bit of a headache just you know push that to the side for that day 24 hours ain't gonna kill you day after you go back to normal and do what you gotta do act how you gotta act etc etc you know be one of these a really tight-knit asshole but all right that's okay valentine's day that's out the fucking way well it's tomorrow but as far as discussing it right now we'll leave that to the side right now we don't need to touch on that what we do need to touch on is the fact that now today's episode thank you again everybody who voted in my ig stories like i mentioned earlier i'll have that going on much more often as far as having you guys help me decide future episodes because finally finally i was able to finalize my list of films i'm going to do throughout the year running through that whole gauntlet to see which episodes lands when because i'm trying to do anniversaries so they coincide with when a film celebrates however long it's been released since we do a review for it or i do a review for it but you help me out there decide and also, I also want to be able to shout out people that vote for it as well, too, who had their input. You know, be mindful and respectful of the fact that you helped me pick this shit. So this is the episode I went with. I don't mind what the fuck I got to watch. I'll give you the choices. You pick on the story. You vote on the story. 
and then we just go with that shit, just like we did now. So you basically said out there, those of you that voted for Silence of the Lambs today, pretty in pink, go fuck yourself. I'm trying to get some pretty pink later tonight, be it I'm a male, I'm a female, I'm going to enjoy myself one way or the other, in the pink, and I hope it's pretty. And keep it pink like salmon. Shout out to Know It All NYC. One of my good friends who happens to be a really good rapper. Out of Queens. I, I, there's a little bit of bias there because he's from Queens and all that too. But it just so happens he's also that good. So I can co-sign and not be an asshole and have some Queens bias. No, he's actually good. He's got a lot of projects up on SoundCloud, up on uh, Spotify and such. You can buy his singles and all that. Know it all NYC. Well, know it all. He happens to be from NYC, but I think his tag is know it all NYC. Shouts to him. And shouts to everybody here for joining as well, too. Again, this is who this been watching. Live on Instagram first. As always, as promised. Again, uncut, unfiltered, unedited, uncircumcised. You get the whole foreskin. If you like to suck on that, whatever. If that's up your alley, you go ahead. Buffalo Bill style, you know, skinning motherfuckers, sewing it back together so you can try to pretend to be a woman and everything low key or high key because, well, you wanted to be a woman like that. But we'll get to that in the movie right now. I'm sorry about that. Excuse me. And of course, ah, and as always, a couple of days later up on YouTube, youtube.com backslash who this is one, as well as anywhere you get your podcast from all digital streaming platforms. Who this been watching? Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty right now, as I promised and I've been, you know, meaning to get to <laughs> right now. And thanks again for voting. I really appreciate it, guys. So I'm going to have that happen more often, like a kind of mini versus battle of which fucking film do we pick for the next episode of Who This Been Watching. I appreciate you guys. So yeah, this is 1991's Silence of the Lambs, starring, of course, Hannibal Lecter, or Betty had said, Sir... Excuse me, sir, Anthony Hopkins. I never addressed him as such during the last episode for Hannibal, but it's important to do so. And then the OG Clarice here, a.k.a. Jodie Foster. This is from 1991, uh, February 14th, this year, 2021. It's going to be turned 30 years old since the release of this film. This film, as far as whatever you look up for it, any info, trivia, tidbits, all that shit, it's highly esteemed, highly regarded, won a lot of awards I think it's in that whatever that thing's called for like 100 most sacred movies of all time because otherwise we'll be scratching our asses and then picking our nose probably in that order films all the time so it's like in an archive or something it we'll get to why it probably does deserve that justifiably so but for the sake of you know you got Anthony Hopkins excuse me sir Anthony Hopkins pardon me sire and Jodie Foster that's a pretty good team up right there. I don't recognize anyone else immediately, Betty had said. I, I I do so bad with real names in real life. What the fuck do you think I'm going to do trying to remember cast names or pretend character names? They're fake. They don't exist. They're fiction. Or did Hannibal Lecter actually exist? Or is he based on somebody? Oh, shit. That'd be scary as fuck if there was actually like a Hannibal Lecter-esque type person out there. I haven't done my research. I should have done that leading into this episode. Does anyone out there know if there are any serial killers or Hannibal Lecter-like individuals that have existed and that have been known to be roaming these parts? I know there was Son of Sam here in the 70s, whatever. 
uh, killing people in parks, whatever the story was. I don't remember, honestly, I didn't see the movie either. I just know, like, people haven't told the story. Obviously, I wasn't alive. I'm not that old either. Fuck you if you think I am. Obviously, my wrinkles might be showing. My fine lines, better yet said, excuse me. But um, I, I don't know, honestly. I don't remember Son of Sam, too much of the details. But I'm trying to think or I'm trying to remember if there's any if there were any criminals on the scale of Hannibal Lecter, like killing and eating, or like he did in this film, actually, we'll touch upon too, how he convinced someone to kill himself as well too. Because that's, what is that called? Uh, dark psychology, something like that. Or like the popular term is now, unfortunately, because it is happening a lot, uh, gaslighting as well too. So, Silence of the Lambs, 1991 release, 30 years old as of this year, 2021. Again, starring Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster. You know, let's get the fucking summary of the film out the way first so then we can go ahead and break down whatever we got to break down. All right, so basically it's about this girl. She, well, okay, excuse me, this woman who is training to become officially an FBI detective, uh, Clarice Sterling uh, slash Jodie Foster in real life, of course, duh, who's trained to become an FBI fully. Uh, trained FBI detective so she's pulled from her training I guess because she was that pretty or appealing or one of the very few women apparently in FBI training they picked her oh I, I, I see now why they picked her to help try to find another serial killer called Buffalo Bill via the help of her trying to get info out of a convicted serial killer slash cannibal uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter Anthony Hopkins in real life as well too so they tap her to tap into his mind or at least try to get as much info as permitted that he'll actually let loose per se but they know to pick her because she's an attractive female kind of like the only thing he'll want to talk to because otherwise if it's a dude he'll probably eat him which justifiably so but yeah so she's basically trying to do and or cut a deal to see how she can get the info she needs to catch this other motherfucker from this motherfucker too. Two sick motherfuckers cancel each other out, but still in this case, you need Hannibal Lecter, point blank period. In this case, if you're Clarice. So Clarice does that, but in exchange, he's like, well, if you want to know what I know about what this guy might know because I dealt with him in the past, well, you need to tell me about you, motherfucker. Or, well, no, not, well, Clarice wouldn't be a motherfucker. You, you bitch, or whatever. Tell me about you. What makes you tick? What made you run away from uh, the sheep farm, as she describes later on, too, etc., etc.? So she's in over her fucking head. She's a trainee, has to deal with a lot. Um, that leads to her getting more info out of him in exchange of a promise to free his ass. He'll be free one day. Well, not free, but like at least better suited in a not so maximum security jail if he agrees to assist her find this other sick fuck. So he does, but then apparently the deal's kind of fake. It's only half the fucking promises they made the, the keep. But he still does it anyway for the sake of he's got a plan. So in the middle of them fucking figuring things out and, and they show the fucking Buffalo Bill guy to trying to figure out what, why the fuck he does what he does with the women and skinning them and, and taking the skin and making dresses or trying to be a woman low-key underneath literally someone else's skin... Motherfucker gets away, Hannibal Lecter, he's a pretty, it's pretty obvious he's a genius, which will compare that to Hannibal because of how this film actually used it to his advantage to make him look convincingly that 
level of a genius versus Hannibal where he was like fucking a mind reader. He might as well just been doing tarot or something or looking to a crystal ball full of fava beans and fucking people's guts and shit because he could fucking see everything in Hannibal. It's like he knew every step of every person at every fucking moment and knew what the fuck to do when and where so he wouldn't get caught. And again, he didn't get, well, by the way, if you saw the last episode or spoilers, by the way, for Hannibal, he didn't get caught either in that one. He, he just narrowly escaped. But back to Silence of the Lambs. So in this point, so while Hannibal Lecter gets free, breaks himself out of jail, maximum security, by the way, it's that scene in itself is beautifully put together, edited, presented, build up. It's ingenious what he does. And I, I think it might be the first of its kind to have done or thought of the method of escape the way it's presented, at least. It was really fun to watch. I forgot I watched this film years ago when I was younger. Probably not recently in any recent times, but I really enjoyed watching this again. And I'll get to why in more detail as well. But as the story goes, Hannibal Lecter, on the one hand, is free and out there free to kill and eat people alive. But most likely Clarice, because she's scared, rightfully so, that, oh shit, he's gonna come and eat my eat me from the pussy up or whatever, because I, I told him too much and he knows about me already, and I'm trying to like I kinda try to swindle him a little bit, but now he's gonna be mad. Or maybe he'll salt my pinky toes or something and work his way up from there and like spare my pussy and just throw it out on the side of the road or whatever, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Meanwhile, Buffalo Bill already has another hostage that he took just happens to be conveniently enough either he knew it or he didn't I want to say it was just a big ass coincidence he happens to kidnap the daughter of a senator in whatever state they were pretending to be in uh, I forget honestly I didn't pay attention to that part right there I missed that forgive me but in very minor detail takes her ass hostage put her in the fucking well that he happens to have inside this old ass house that he has Well, I don't know how he built the well I, I didn't bother to research that I, I don't know how one even conceives enough manpower ingenuity or was the well part of the house already I don't know to be honest but there's a well puts it down there there's the whole infamous lotion part put the lotion in the basket da 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 whatever fast forwarding towards the end of the film now well again spoilers they finally do catch up and figure out where Buffalo Bill is. You know, Dr. Lecter finally gives up the deets on where you can find his sick ass as well, too. They do find him, but then, of course, like, uh, it reminds me a lot of fucking Dark Knight, where Joker, towards the end, gives two addresses of where, uh, what's her face? Um, not Katie Holmes, because she was the, actually uh, the, the cute one that Batman was in love with. Um, what's her other face? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, no, not Maggie Gyllenhaal. I can't remember, but, but um, the, the, the fugly one from Dark Knight uh, that, you know, dropped it from being a perfect film just because they fucked up with not getting Katie Holmes again. But I don't know what happened there. Maybe we'll find out later on eventually in life. But when Joker gives him two addresses and says, oh, she's over here and they're over there, you know, you got to pick and choose who you're going to save. But then when, they, when the police and Batman get to the locations where they choose to go to on their own choosing... He actually mixed them up and lied to them. So then Batman goes to save Harvey Dent instead of, you know, uh, who he meant to save. And then police, vice versa, and all that, too. It's a whole elaborate thing. It reminded me a lot of that shit. But, yeah, uh, Buffalo Bill's, like, fucking one step ahead of people, too, as well. 
And then finally, you know, Clarice finally finds his ass. He, she goes to the house where he's alone. The police get sent to the house where he's not at at all. Uh, finds her ass, the, the girl that was kidnapped in the well. And then, of course, you know, as you can probably tell, like, she lives, obviously, to go to Hannibal. Even though it's not Jodie Foster, it's fucking Julianne Moore in Hannibal. Um, finds his ass, shoots his ass up. He's dead. Finally, sicko scumbag. Hannibal Lecter's free in the meanwhile, calls her ass probably collect from a little island full of Caribbean people of some sort. So I'm, I'm going to guess if I was a detective, Jamaica or something, Bermuda, or where's, uh, where's Rihanna from? Uh, Bermuda, no, Barbados, Barbados or something. So maybe Rihanna was alive at this time. Who knows? But he's out there. He's free and he's free until fucking Hannibal, which is like 10 years later. So... That's the part that kind of got me a little bit. Let's start off there. That's the part that threw me off a little bit too because 91-2001 in real life, of course, who's really keeping count? But in the film, there's no alluding to 10 years having passed. So who knows how long the time gap was. But if it's been 10 years since a serial killer you got close to, finds out enough about you, to be like, oh, well, if you want info out of me, I need info out of you. So give up the goods. And she does to play along and try to, you know, be a hero in the long run and actually help solve the case and fucking figure out how to stop this serial killer who on top of being on the loose as well, or before Hannibal broke free, he already took another girl kidnapped. Uh, he kidnapped another girl as one of his victims, excuse me. So... To have to figure all that out at the same time I guess her head wasn't on straight enough To actually think well maybe I'm giving up Too much info But then again he is a genius And he is able to get all this stuff Out of people You know like that With no real difficulty With the greatest of ease So he does do that to her That's one point I didn't like About the film so much It's not a criticism of the film itself But maybe more of the character development Because Clarice in Hannibal does come off very stern like what's the word she comes off like a cunt I mean not full on cunt but cunty I mean cunty vibes and it's obvious if you watched Silence of the Lambs before that why because she does go in like precautious she's like uh, wide-eyed, innocent, like really eager to do well in the eyes of the FBI, her bosses and all that shit really impress people, go above and beyond considering she wanted a few, I think, two females in training for the FBI to actually, you know, graduate and make herself something big out of that shit. So I guess in that case, she does give in, but she does give way too much info and he gives, she gives him exactly what he's asking for in return so it goes beyond i give you info you give me info about you he's able to pinpoint the right questions to get inside her mind deeply and she fucking plays along like a willing victim pretty much and gives him all the information he needs to start fucking too deep with her mind so i get that part as far as where she's not thinking straight or rationally shout out to joey the kid 518 from troy new york not Rochester, like I said last time, whatever episode I was. Shout out to you, bro, and I appreciate you. And by the way, whoever's watching, listening right now live, uh, you know, recorded sound, whatever the fuck, whenever you get this, uh, Joey the Kid will be on with me 
on Monday, uh, what is it, the 15th, 7 p.m. IG Live for his turn. Not on who this been watching, though, but actually on my new podcast. Well, not so new, just rebirth of the podcast I did before who this been watching. I buried the old one and fucking ate it with some guava beans and some livers and shit. So, yeah, we'll be doing that Monday, February 15th, live, 7 p.m. on my IG, who this is one, with Joey the Kid 518 representing Troy, New York. So, yeah, shout outs to him. And also shout-outs to InstaRick85 for joining the live. So, yeah, I get that part where Clarice gives in to what he wants. Playing this whole big mental game, Betty had said, a.k.a. mentally fucking her. Because I'm sure, listen, that's another point I wanted to make, too. Jodie Foster is a very pleasant surprise, to me at least, because it's been that long since I watched Silence of the Lambs until recently now when it won the votes in my IG stories. Thank you to everybody again who voted and helped me choose the episode for today. I forgot how fucking pretty Jodie Foster was as Clarice. And it makes me wonder, goddamn, in Hannibal, Julianne Moore is also a piece of ass. Very young, and forgive me for saying piece of ass, but you know, if we're gonna speak freely here, it's still a free country. I gotta be honest, and I mean it in the sincerest form, aka a compliment. Even if it's like a dirty, drag through the mud compliment, it's still a compliment I'm giving to you. Uh, lovely ladies, Jodie Foster and Julianne Moore. Why, why, why? You know, love to them all. I love to kiss them when the sun don't shine, most likely, but that's besides the point. You know, Julianne Moore, goddamn young as fuck in 2001, is a nice little piece of ass, as well as Jodie Foster here. Fuck, I forgot how cute she was. So I don't, I don't blame Hannibal for wanting to play games with her mind, as most women will say most men do to them anyway, too. Allegedly, supposedly, you know, black men don't cheat, hashtag, that's what Charlamagne the God said. But uh, I wouldn't know, obviously I'm not black. But, you know, Spanish men don't cheat either. That's all alleged, too. I, I never done such a thing in my life. I've been cheated on, all right? I'm being honest with you right now. And in the sake of V-Day coming up tomorrow, I've been cheated on. I never cheated on nobody myself, but I've been cheated on, all right? And I let it slide. I just broke up with that bitch afterwards because she was toxic anyway. Fuck her, by the way. My ex, I mean. But yeah. So does it really matter that she's pretty? Yes, because it's playing right up his alley. He knows how to get inside her mind. It's like he knows every point to hit with her too. And it shows again why I love the fact that this movie understandably so, is so heralded and so esteemed highly as it is. It won awards. It's always getting brought up for its genius. I mean, yeah, it's gory. You know what? No. Hannibal really blows out the water with the gore. Because at some point towards the end... I didn't understand. Fuck you. Alexa going off here. I don't know what, why at this point. I think I said cunt too much and her cunt meter went off. and She had to jump in like a cunt. But yeah, as I was saying, what was I saying? Oh shit, fuck, Alexa threw me off, god damn. Uh, I, w- I wish it would have been Alexa Bliss, if anything, too, but okay, Alexa chooses to be a cunt, but all right. Uh, what was, god damn, what was I saying? Uh, Jesus Christ, I forgot what I was saying right now. Stupid Alexa went off, and it just took me down another path now. I, I forgot. Uh, oh yeah, let's go back to then talking about piece of ass then. Oh, shout outs to... Y-H-W-I-S underscore wrestling pod for joining. Shout out to them. I've been meaning to catch a live stream. 
Uh, don't think I haven't been trying to. Just every time you're on, I'm fucking doing something. This week's been fucking hectic for me. But shout-outs to you, brother. I appreciate you. Or bros, better yet said, for doing your thing out there. Make sure to check them out on Twitch. Again, Y-H-W-I-S underscore wrestling pod. But, um, yeah. So, Julianne Moore. I mean, physically attractive in her own right. But so is Clarice here. OG Clarice, excuse me. Uh, Jody Foster. Such a pretty face. So young. So vivacious, uh, milky smooth skin and everything too, um, nice to look at, so understandably so why Hannibal likes to fuck with her mind so much, and he does easily, as he does with all these other people too, um, I, I guess there's a lot to really break down about the film, so yeah, I mean, I can s- sit here and fucking speak the praises of fucking jo- a young Jodie Foster and a young Julianne Moore as well too, but then at some point, someone will try to cancel me if anything for sexualizing them too much. But I mean, come on, they're attractive women. What do you want me to do? 1991, 2001, they just so happened to switch up Clarice's on us, and they both just so happened to be young and attractive. Both the type of women that Hannibal Lecter would like to fuck with. Fuck literally and fuck mentally, as he does with just about everybody here in this film. But all right. So, we got through all that shit. Now, the thing that bothers me about Clarice in this original one is Jodie Foster slash OG Clarice. All right. We understand why. I briefly explained why we understand the evolution of how she is kind of very innocent and, you know, leading into dealing with Hannibal like for the first time around. How she evolved from there being innocent, kind of like eager to please and trying to like really do her best and give it a good old college effort versus Hannibal where she's cunty, she's really cold and frigid, she's trying to be really smart alecky all the fucking time, which I didn't like too much, but I get why with uh, psychologically she's fucking worried about, again, maybe not 10 years like in real life it took between uh, Lambs and Hannibal. But who knows, it's not really clarified, I think, how long the time span is between those two films. So let's just say 10 years being worried about every fucking corner you turn, everywhere you look over your shoulder, whatever the fuck, everywhere you look, there might be Hannibal like the ready to fucking eat your ass up. So, of course, I understand that. Or roll you up like a fucking sushi and just grab some chopsticks and I don't know, whatever, all that. It's scary to think, however long it might be, fucking 10 minutes or 10 years, I'd be fucking panicking. At, at the level of somebody that genius as Hannibal Lecter was, well, I'd be scared too. I'll be honest. I, I'm not a small guy. I like to think so. I'm like six feet, 200 pounds, and, and I go to gym often. But if an elderly-ish man like that who is known to eat people at the drop of a dime because he wants to or show how smart he is or how like intellectually superior he is, and on top of that, throw salt on the wound. He eats your ass. Yeah, I'm going to be scared. I'm going to lock myself in. I'm going to fucking tuck myself in tight in the bed. I'm going to hug up on my girl and act like everything's all good with me. Well, I'm scared shitless. And I might piss on her by mistake. And then she might say some more Kelly shit or whatever. But still, you know, my girl's of age at least. So, thank God. That was a bad joke. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, she's mentally like on the run. Her mind is literally on the run is the best way to describe it. Like, she was trying to flee the country. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Shout-outs to YHWIS underscore wrestling pod. Yes, that is absolutely an insane way to live mentally for as long as it might have been, too. 
So, but of course, she is warned. OG Clarice, Jodie Foster, she is warned ahead of time before even meeting Lecter the first time. And this is again the part that bothered me. She's told by her boss of all things, listen, don't give up too much info. Don't give in to what he asks you to tell him or to do, let alone, because this guy will fuck your mind up. He knows how to do that easily. And because you're fucking young, female, new, eager to please, trainee, trying to fucking jump the line as far as graduating top of honors at the FBI, bullshit, whatever. Listen, he's going to get you. You're primed for the picking, but we need someone that fits the profile of who we'd like to fuck with mentally. But of course, she fucking ignores it. So she ends up uh, cutting the deal later on with him to promise him, hey, we'll switch it to another prison. It's got a better view of fucking the forest and the woods and whatnot. If you give me the info, and of course, he's smart enough to know, okay, boom. You want me to give you something? I got to get something back in exchange, Clarice. Give me the info. Give me the goods. How pink is your pussy? You know, how bad does it stink when you're fucking dumb bleeding at the end of your cycle, et cetera, et cetera, kind of thing. He gets all that out of her. With the greatest of ease. And she has no choice but to fucking, I guess, go along with it because she doesn't want to solve the case. She doesn't want to catch Buffalo Bill. And she doesn't want to save the girl in time before she's skinned alive. I don't know if Buffalo Bill was eating them. No, he was skinning them and filling them with fucking cocoons so that butterflies would, like, be reborn out of them, too, because he got rejected from so many different places as far as being a woman and having to the uh, sex change operation, all that shit too. It, it was really deep. It was kind of heavy too. But the crazy part is too, when you compare Lambs to Hannibal as far as the freak out shit, Lambs is so subtle with what they do. Yes, there's, we're exposed to corpses. You know, we see fucking um, guts. We see, you know, blood and maybe a little bit of brains too when he beats like a couple of the officers in the head with the batons and shit. Um, and, and what else? What do we see? Uh, I made a note of it, actually. I just want to be sure. Uh, goddamn, I forgot. Uh, oh, we almost see Dick by mistake with, uh, Buffalo Bill tucking his shit in and dancing around like a girl. Uh, the infamous, notorious, you know, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard scene. I mean, okay. Seeing it in that context again as part of the whole film made sense. Builds up the character to be really... Demented as he was, as he proved to be as well. But I don't think we needed that. He had a lot of bush, thank God. This is the one time I'm glad to see such a vast amount of male pubes. That isn't my own. You know, I, I kind of, I try to keep it trim, especially for Valentine's Day. I might trim it down a little bit tonight, leading into tomorrow being Valentine's Day. But thank God this time we got a lot of bush to prevent seeing, you know, the, 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 the sausage. Betty, I said, thank God. Uh, because I wouldn't have been too freaky, I think, for even an R-rated movie in 1991, uh, let alone. Uh, but, speaking of fucking dicks, uh, pause, by the way, too, excuse me. Um, she has come thrown at her face, or as they describe it, flicked at her, by one of the, <laughs> one of fucking Hannibal's neighbors, uh, Hannibal Lecter's neighbors, excuse me, in the jail cell. Uh, yeah, Lambs gave us a lot to look at. Way too much to look at, too. A lot of times. I mean, it would have been nice, considering a young Jodie Foster, we could have looked at her, you know, in a shower scene or something like that, or like, at least like in um, the very beginning of Rocky V, which uh, was my... Uh, not the last episode, episode before last, with uh, shouts again to Ryan, to Rhino. Uh, we got, at least, of all things, 
the unpleasant surprise of Rocky Balboa's ass cheeks in the shower, at least from the side. Thank God we didn't get the Italian stallion. But, you know, another story, another day. Um, it would have been nice to see, like, a young Jody Foster, at least in the shower scene or something like that, too. But, yeah, and we end up getting a lot of Buffalo Bill, a lot of corpses and stuff. All that amounts to the fact that she gets come, flicked at her by the guy occupying the cell next to Lecter. Um, she's already, I guess, kind of mind-fucked. Uh, Shout-out to Team underscore Castellon for joining as well. She gets conflict at her by the guy. She gets fooled by him saying, I cut my wrist, I hurt myself, whatever. And um, she's stupid enough to look his way instead of just like being, okay, I'm, I'm already psyched out too much by dealing with Lecter. I'm just going to keep walking away, ignore everything. She looks in his direction, next thing, splat, right in the, right in the fucking eye. Which I, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm a big fan as far as like, Keeping it real, as far as like sequencing goes, continuity goes, and is concerned as well too. You see when the cum hits her eye, and it's not like there's something about Mary where the cum stuck in the hair. It plays off like hair gel, whatever too, which was you know in and of itself. But the cum's there one second, like dangling off a fucking eye, practically. Cut away to the next jump cut where she runs back to Lecter. The cum's fucking off her face. Where'd it go? Magically, it just disappeared or dissipates. And it's like, I'm sorry for being so graphic and, and descriptive of it, but it's a pretty big fucking water cum that splats around right the fucking eye. It's dripping off the top of a fucking eyelid. And she runs, and I guess as she runs, it just fucking flies off or just drips off somewhere somehow because it's clean off her fucking face. There's, there's no sign or trace of it, too. Which is crazy to think back in 91, they did that. Or they had that scene thrown in there. I don't know if it made it. To, I don't think it made it to TV or any hint of it too, but I didn't remember that part at all. So that happens. She Hannibal calls her back to say that that, that was disgusting. What he did to you, I, I would have never done a thing. I would have just ate you from the pussy up and then maybe came on you later. But then whatever. But that plays into a whole part too, where she's like, well, you know, uh, she's freaked out. She goes out. She runs outside later on to cry. She's Looks like she's on the verge of a mental breakdown, but she kind of musses up the strength to continue with it. So she's got, I mean, she's involved in the case already. She might as well try to solve it, even if she's like psyched out at this point already so early on. But the funny thing is, though, we see corpses. We see, you know, a lot of blood, a lot of gore. We see cum throwing at somebody, for God's sakes. And we see a, a big blob of cum landing on somebody's face. But then towards the end of the fucking movie... Her one black friend, a very cute girl. I don't know her name. I didn't bother like seeing what her name was. Uh, very cute uh, with braids and such. Of all things we've seen up until this point in this movie, fucking a guy, you know, posed like a fucking angel on a jail cell with his guts hanging out and fucking all bloody and battered and all that shit too. And Hannibal ripping a guy's face off to wear on top of his to pass off as a dead body of an officer he killed. The black girl says... When they're trying to figure out, well, okay, Hannibal's probably coming to look for your ass. She has the idea to utter, or this is the first reaction of hers, is hot damn. He's after you. Of all things, hot damn. You can't get a goddamn. I mean, listen, God's probably disappointed whoever made this film for being that nasty. But, you know, I don't think he's there to judge on the creativity of the content of the movie. But still, it makes sense with the building up of the killers and the eating people and the fucking skinning people alive. They have to demote it to a hot damn instead of a goddamn. 
I just found that a little bit odd. Uh, they were too real for most 30 years ago. Imagine that in 2021 to be ready to cancel it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The stuff going on here for the most part, yeah. But again, that gives to the subtlety, that gives credit, excuse me, to the subtlety of Sounds of the Lambs compared to the more graphic, blatant, uh, gory violence in Hannibal because at some point they got fucking Ray Liotta's head split open from a lobotomy and they got him on screen there for like at least, what, three minutes almost of just exposed brain cutting the sack that protects the brain open to fucking snip off a piece throw it on the frying pan and feed it right back to him and blood is dripping out from the fucking top of your head as I think it would if that was happening to you and yeah there's so much going on there too there's actually visible guts spilling out of somebody in Hannibal when he throws the guy off the fucking side of the church or museum whatever the fuck they was doing that thing at um, it's it's the fact that it's subtle in comparison to Hannibal. It adds more to the freakout factor because there were parts I'll legit admit I was scared. Um, not scared like oh whatever, but you know more like uh, I, I I forgot most of this movie to be honest, and it was a pleasant surprise. The Leota head spot was gruesome. Yeah, it was definitely gruesome. It was funny honestly, because imagine sewing him back up if he didn't die from having his head split open like that, and he's like a, you know, pause a really handsome Frankenstein Ray Liotta of all things too. Especially in two thousand one, he was still holding up pretty well. But uh, yeah, that's besides the point. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like Hannibal had to really pull from its ass as far as the gore and kind of imagery is concerned compared to Lambs because there's a lot of alluding to, there's a lot of build-up to how deep and darkly demented Hannibal is and also Buffalo Bill is in his own sense for wanting to skin girls alive, wear their skin, make a dress out of fucking female skin, whatever, to have himself feel like a female. And all because he got denied, well, you know, back in the 90s and such, I guess you probably would. He got denied of a sex change operation too. A little bit extreme, but okay, I get it. I, I can kind of envision that frustration at that level. But yeah, Lambs does a really good job. There's a really good scene, of course, that is... I'm looking it up right now. I should make my notes here. Uh, by the way, Buffalo Bill, the scene where he actually kidnaps the girl. He holds hostage in the fucking well, the pit he's got so conveniently in his house, by the way. He's got a voice that you don't fucking trust ever. And then he point time of day at all too it's like extremely gruffy disturbing it sounds like the voices they put over the people that don't want to be identified in like uh 60 minutes or like 2020 something like that and i saw him be murdered in cruel blood that kind of voice like that's coming from a person for real it's not being doctored on or something like that that's the voice you don't trust at all even if they ask what time of day it is you i think your first instinct would be to run but yeah that's besides the point too but uh, again, a key point in scene that I liked a lot that adds to why Lambs did a better job of building to the freak out instead of trying to purposely freak you out like they did with fucking Hannibal was the part where he actually... Ah, like about an hour and 15 minutes in. Uh, Yeah, definitely untrustworthy as fuck, that voice. Uh, An hour and 15 minutes in... Lecter is being it's time to feed his ass of all things conveniently enough so imagine being the officer having to be assigned to like hey you gotta feed the cannibal guy we're holding down the maximum security over there on the west wing you know you go it's your turn 
And the whole way they build up the scene where he has like a bone he picked and I guess he's sharpening with his own teeth like that in his mouth from another piece of media earlier to use as something to stab and free himself with when he fucking handcuffs the officer. He's genius enough to do so. I didn't like that whole protocol because I think simply if they're going to build a cell of all things in the middle of fucking what seems to be a nice building, fairly enough, like you could tell by the flooring, it's a nice building. They wouldn't put like a little pull out tray thing to put the tray of food in, shove it in there, you know, turn around, don't look at me while I fucking put the food in there and that's it. But they have to unlock the door. Like it's a big ass birdcage, basically. They have to unlock the door. They have to walk in, even if it's two guys. He's a cunning, genius, cannibal serial killer. It's like the worst, most nightmares version of Batman. That genius level intellect. He's a fucking super buff detective level genius and then he turns fucking evil on top of that and because he's not evil enough or not satisfied with being evil enough or he realizes oh wait the joker never ate nobody so maybe that's where i gotta go on that level of evil and starts eating people that he's like a really evil batman or demented batman this hannibal like the guy but yeah he frees himself the whole build-up he frees himself he kills the two guards he beats one to death with the billy club he guts him. He hangs him on the fucking cell and props him like a fucking angel with his guts dangling out and his face all cut up and beat up and all that too. Rips the face off another officer he fucking killed. Uh, did he? Yeah, he killed him, obviously. Duh. Rips his face off. Puts that guy's face on his face and plays dead. Some He stops his own heart somehow too on top of that. So he's fucking like, uh, what's that magician's name? Uh, David Blaine or some level intellect or, you know, bribery, sorcery, black magic. Plays dead. They know to bring the corpse out to the hospital. Call the ambulance. Call the paddy wagon. Bring in reinforcements. All that shit. The SWAT team and all that too. Meanwhile, he's playing dead. And then he hijacks an ambulance. When he peels the face off. Kills that guy. Kills all the ambulance staff. He's free. And he's free and gone. And then Clarice is free to piss her fucking pants. Because she's starting to think, Oh shit, I gave this guy too much info. And he didn't even need all that info. I just gave him freebies. Because he already knows everything about me possible. The fucking eat my ass. From the pussy up. Or maybe he'll start from the ass. Maybe he's more one of those guys. Because if, if you think about it though. If you're a cannibal. I mean, you know. Let's get into the mind frame of a cannibal here. Maybe not so much Hannibal like to put like a cannibal. Uh, would you eat the pussy first? Or would you eat the ass first? Now listen. I like the fact that the ass is now compared nowadays to the peach emoji. I think it fits it just perfectly. A nice curved, uh, uh, curved ass from the side at least looks nice and ripe just like a peach. You want to bite into it like it was straight out of a box labeled Georgia. <laughs> you know, like that. The pussy looks more like, uh, I guess you could say clams or something like that. Or you know what? Like a taco. But not like a, not like the hard shell taco you get from Taco Bell. Which, shout out to Taco Bell. I, I fuck with them, you know. But what, what do I know? You get the fucking soft shell taco, like even if you gotta get El Paso or something like that, and you stuff it just right, and you know when you gotta grip it in the middle, that taco, and it's like the lips are kind of spouting out like this a little bit. I think that's kind of the the best way to describe a pussy in that case too. The ass is for the peach. Pussy would be like a taco, or like a good street taco, a legit Mexican taco, Betty had said. So what do you eat first? If you're in the sweets, you probably go for the peach. 
If you're in the salty, like I am too, but then again, I'm split in the middle. I, I'm, I'm sweet and salty. If you're salty, you probably go for the taco first. So then decision, decisions, I don't know what you go with, but I probably go with, oh, I know. I probably go with taco. I like the meat. I like the fillings inside. So I guess in that cannibal mind state, we'd probably go with the taco. At least I would if I was a cannibal. If I really had to make the decision, hmm, am I going to eat her ass first or pussy first? And then eat the rest of her later on, like take around the doggy bag or something like that. And Peach is perfect description of the ass. You definitely got that right, bro. I mean, yeah, we are pretty much describing a beautifully put gourmet dinner for Hannibal Lecter of all people. A full-on fucking full menu entree, appetizer, dessert, all that shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm, there's so much going on. And then he does all that, too. He escapes. He's fucking free on the run, eating people or free to eat people. And, of course, what I never got is, I never understood, Betty had said, is, did he really just like Clarice that much as far as, like, I love the fucker? In, in the mind of Hannibal, I love the fucker. I love the eater. But it's much more fun watching her run. Be in fear of me. The possibility of, I'm so smart. I'm so cunning. Regardless of your fucking training with guns or your integrity as fucking the FBI promotes and intelligence and whatnot. I can still creep up on your ass when you least expect it, and then all of a sudden I'm there, I'm going to fucking take a chunk out of your ass in the shower or wherever I got to do it. But there's the realm of that shit too. So I think he, again, like I said too in Hannibal, the Hannibal episode I did last week, I think he really just gets off on being able to mentally fuck people like that. So it's not so much about proverbially, literally coming. It's more about coming in his mind. I'm so smart, I'm so genius, he supposedly talked his uh, cellmate in the cell next to him, convinced him to kill himself, of all things, by swallowing his tongue, which allegedly isn't true, and as far as the research I've done, can't happen, you can't swallow your tongue, I don't know if it's true, I read somewhere it's a myth, I read somewhere it can happen, but you can't die, or, or in an extreme case, you might be able to swallow and choke in your own tongue, I don't know, so that part does seem debatable, I would have chosen a different manner of death, like, obviously, he's gonna, like, maybe just ram his head into the cell a couple of times, or the brick wall, and then kill himself that way, I would think, but point is, Hannibal Lecter is such a fucking genius, that he's able to convince his demented, crazy-ass cellmate to kill himself for having flung cum at this pretty young piece of ass, Jody Foster. At least back in 1991. She was really holding up well. But yeah, there's that also. I love there's a random... I'm a fan of cussing. Not so much cussing like a Kardashian would or like Chloe would like, fuck, 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 whatever. No, I'm not in the fuck frenzy like that. But I do like a well-placed fuck, shit, bitch, cunt, ass, dick, Etc. Etc. You know, you insert the cuss word of your choosing, your expletive of your preference. But I love that about 12 minutes in, leading into her first meeting with Dr. Lecter. Let's be mindful of, of course, he's a cannibal serial killer, but he's a very high level esteemed doctor. Or at least before he started eating people or eating his patients because they probably, they were probably late all the time or something like that. I understand that probably. I'm late too, so maybe I should respect my psychologist if I ever go to one because let alone they might turn the Hannibal Lecter on my ass and I'll be the first victim they'd start chewing up or taking home in the doggy bag. But yeah, at 12 minutes in, before she meets Hannibal Lecter, the fucking guy, I think the same guy that threw the cum at her, 
it just screams out loud. Well, does this person the screams out loud, I can smell your cunt. And in 1991, to hear cunt on film or on the, see it on the big screen like that. No, not see cunt. We're not talking about Sharon Stone. We're talking about hearing cunt being said on the big screen. It was placed so perfectly well. And the fact that they were brave enough to use cunt. I mean, they could have gone junior high school with it or more commonly used pussy like that too. That would have been just as funny, I think, too. But cunt, still, it's on a, it's on a God level almost here. You got to respect it. It's like boss mode almost like there's no fucking taking that as a joke you call someone a cunt most likely a woman you might as well be ready to throw hands be with a male or female or if they get a male involved and have them fight on their behalf most likely you're going to be scrapping because of calling someone a cunt but a cunt just hits different it's it's demanding respect if anything or demanding looking for a fight i like that though but i love the use of cunt I use it as much as I can too. I'm not running around here calling cunts, cunts on the street. <laughs> but I mean, it, if need be, it's like a good old, um, like a razor under the tongue or something like that. Like a, a fucking Swiss Army knife tucked away and just whew, conveniently up your fucking sleeve or something like that. There's another line I like a lot too, as well as, you know, I could smell your cunt. <laughs> that hits different. But, um... There's the fava beans line, which I never paid attention to like that, which is, of course, the infamous, I ate his liver with some fava beans and whatever, and all that shit he does. Uh, yeah, that, those are fighting words. Cunt is especially a fighting word. But yeah, there's the infamous fava bean lines, which I took out of context this whole time, but apparently he tells the story of there was a census worker, of all people, that tried to test him, per se, as she was him, as he alluded to early on when they were first meeting. He says the, the census worker was trying to test me too. And guess what I did? I ate his liver and his ass, probably not in that order, with some fava beans. And I sucked it all up. I fucking got some bread and I wiped the plate clean and just sucked it all down too as well. As he does too. So of all things, a census worker. Listen, I almost signed up to do the census work like, what, in 2000? But I wasn't old enough. And then 2010... I tried, but I just couldn't, like, nail the job or something like that. And then now I don't think they were even doing, like, in person, doing, like, virtually and all that shit, too. But census workers are fucking annoying. No, actually, 2000, no, I didn't do that. I wasn't old enough. I was, like, 15, so obviously I couldn't do it. Census workers are, are annoying as fuck. If you remember or if you're old enough to have had a census worker show up to where you live, obviously, they're just about as annoying as a Jehovah's Witness, but... The only difference is they wait 10 years to bother you and harass you day and night and possible to get you to fill out the stupid survey versus a Jehovah's Witness, which, you know, you got to admire dedication. But then again, that's like saying I admire the dedication of Kevin Hart, his work ethic versus, you know, oh, is he funny? No, but I respect his work ethic. You know, do you really want to pay attention to the context? No, but, you know, I, I respect the hustle and the grind. But yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses be annoying as fuck, too. I don't know if they're doing that anymore now, pre-pandemic or now, especially during the pandemic. I hope not. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of slamming the door in their face, too. So I got no problem there doing that. But census workers, I think they merit sometimes, as far as they've behaved before in the past, I think they walk the line of fucking, I might need this motherfucker if I'm really that pissed this day or if they really try to test me. It might have been something simple as they might have been ringing the doorbell way too much 
and he might have been trying to enjoy his opera, his vinyl records, whatever too, or painting or drawing what he does a lot too in his jail cell. Something enjoying some fine piece of art or some fucking wine or piece of meat or whatever. And then you know what? God damn it. Five minutes already at my fucking door. I don't care if you can hear me inside. I don't want to do the census. I'm Hannibal Lecter. I'm a doctor. I don't need to do this shit. I don't need to succumb to the level of fucking blue collar workers and fill out surveys to see if my demographic region, you know, helps me get a tax deduction because enough minorities live here around me. And of course, it drove him to the point to eat the motherfucker. So I never knew the five beans was just driven from a census worker being that annoying. So that was pretty funny too. A lot, a lot to fucking explode with this movie. It's really good. I can see why, and hopefully I explain why it is worthy of all the praise it's gotten over time from back when in the 90s and now to 2000s and such, 2010s and whatever you call this fucking decade. No, actually, 2020s, excuse me. But yeah, there's a lot going into it. It's really scary. The scariest part of everything is the buildup of Hannibal himself. Everything he does how he plays with a mind, how he gets the story of, and of course the title of Silence of the Lambs from her too. She tells a story of how like she was uh, on a ranch uh, when her father died, I believe. She was adopted by a family. She lived there, but then she heard the slaughtering, the screaming of the lambs. So she decided to take it upon herself in the middle of the night to run away and carrying a lamb with her. She got picked up by the police because she couldn't really make it that far with a fucking full lamb in her arms like she was a Greek trying to fucking run to Greek Independence Day in time to fry up and cut up the fucking lamb. She wasn't able to save him and that's where we get the title of the movie from, Silence of the Lambs. And also him really fuck with her mind as far as, well, so I guess you're trying to save this girl that's stuck in that fucking pit slash well with fucking Buffalo Bill. Because you never saved that lamb. It's symbolism of you trying to redeem yourself from having failed that little lamb, if anything. Shout out to J underscore DiTulio for joining as well the live. Appreciate it. It's really interesting. The way Hannibal Lecter's built up is beautiful almost. It's it's scary beautiful, very dark and twisted beautiful because you get to tap inside the mind of somebody like that. Now we don't really get a lot of his backstory here or in fucking um Hannibal maybe Red Dragon I don't remember Red Dragon to be honest because I saw it in theaters and I think I fell asleep because uh, Edward Norton I'm not a fan of his either so that might have been a main cause but you don't really get in depth with Hannibal and you don't need to either because you just know he's twisted something happened obviously to him to for him to be the way he is but the character billow to the end, he gets free. There's actual terror and panic as far as like someone that at that level. It's not like, you know, Jason Voorhees. It's not like fucking um, Hellraiser or any one of those fucking typical stupid looking at some points like horror film guys, or whatever, bad guys and whatnot. He's an actual tangible, probably even scary enough realistic villain that can exist and get you if he really wants to. That's the scary part. And that's what really, I guess, would worry a real-life Clarice if she existed. Clarice is kind of fucking stupid at some point. Let's not even try to praise her as a hero or paint her as like a savior or such too. I mean, I get it. She's a trainee. She got pulled into it because she fits the description of who he might actually give up info to as far as being a very pretty female. He hasn't seen a female in like 8 to 10 years like they said, so he might be willing to talk to her 
instead of a guy who's gonna probably just dream of the ways of eating his ass. She is pretty stupid at some points too. I do get towards the end when she's like trying to confront Buffalo Bill and trying to find his ass and pin his ass down. Why is she be so panicked? Because she is in a fucking house alone with a gun, but most likely of course Buffalo Bill is, is gonna be short of fucking arms or something she could he could use to his advantage to kill her with if need be I get that there's a sense of panic there and then she also does have the panic and terror of fucking oh shit Dr. Lect is free he might come and eat my ass whenever he feels like you know pick me up to go like a fucking Uber Eats and all that if he feels like it next thing you know she's trying to confront this fucking guy too as another fucking idiot you know skinning bitches alive because he couldn't get a sex change operation for himself so he only dreams of having a pussy so he's frustrated so much so to do that kind of shit and wear a dress made of fucking female skin so I do get that part but leading up to it she is kind of like a little I wouldn't say dumb but like okay she's a novice she's a rookie she's trying her hardest but sometimes it's like you know there's a point where one of her fucking um higher ups points out like a, a drill test run of like trying to you know, uh, patrol a fucking room with a gun, like, she don't check her corners, and he calls her out on that, like, boom, you're dead, I could've shot you from the back of the head, and all that, too, <laughs> the funny part of, of how she proved her own stupidity, or being that naive, is when she finally finds, and traces the voice of the girl in the pit to her, and says, yeah, yeah, darling, the, the old police jargon, oh, don't you worry, dear, we're gonna get you out of here, you're safe now, and I love that they actually did that with this movie because it is so realistic and I'm sure it happened in plenty fucking hostage situations. Not the way fucking, which I love, uh, shout out to Law & Order SVU. We're going to get Law & Order Organized Crime, meaning AKA Elliot Stable is back soon enough in April, April 1st. Let's hope it's not a fucking April Fool's joke, but yeah, he'll be back soon. Shout out to SVU, but they always do that thing with the hostages. When they find them, they stumble upon them. It's always conveniently enough, you know, Benson finds them. Uh, they're always so grateful and crying tears of joy, whatever, or just panicking where they can't say a fucking thing at all, too. And it's always a beautiful fucking Hallmark movie ending and shit, too. Here, though, we get the actuality of what would happen if, okay, I'm the fucking guy that finds the hostage being held hostage this whole time for days being tortured, fed scraps in a fucking deep-ass pit well, left to fucking die pretty much, and waiting for her to get so skinny and so fucking famished that he's going to just pull her up when she's too weak to fight back, cut her up, peel her skin off, and wear her as a dress. She's fucking frightened out of her mind, and she's got the balls, Clarice, to come in here and be like, yeah, darling, don't worry about things, you're safe now, I got you, I got backup coming and all this shit. And the girl just screams at her, you fucking cunt, are you fucking stupid, I'm down here in the well, how fucking safe am I, you stupid bitch, get me the fuck out of here already, don't you leave me, god damn it, this motherfucker's crazy and all this shit, da da da, I, I love that part, because it's, it's authentic, it, it's legit what would happen if I was being held hostage, I'd be cursing up a storm, if I still had the strength in me to fight back, I'm gonna slap the fuck out of the officer too for like, telling me that bullshit, just tell me you're getting me the fuck out of there. At some point, just obviously, I, I, I'm going to be told to wait and hold on. I'm not going to go anywhere fucking if I'm in the middle of a fucking pit. But at least tell me, yeah, we're getting you a rope right now to pull you out of there, some shit. But no, oh, no, don't worry, darling. We're going to get you out of there. You're safe now. I'm going to get that bad guy for you. Fuck you, cut. I'm still down here in the pit. What do you mean I'm safe? Da, 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 da. 
I love that part. It was pretty, pretty genius to keep that in. It's authentic. The, the, the feels you catch from uh, her despair in that moment. So, that proves how kind of stupid, I guess, of a novice trainee Clarice is. But yeah, Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Starring Sir Anthony Hopkins. Let me be appropriate to him and acknowledge him with the respect due. As well as a young Jodie Foster. Who we later got as, you know, OG Clarice. Who we later got as new Clarice slash uh, Julianne Moore in Hannibal. Hard to choose. Both young at that time. Both very good looking in their own right. I mean, Julianne Moore probably had... We did get a good glimpse of her legs in the skirt. So, she has a nice body at least. Well, you're in the FBI. I hope you're fit, first of all. Uh, it's not the FBI like the fat bitch intelligence agency. You know... <laughs> Bad joke, but cool. you know what I mean. Um, you got a good look at the legs, so Ray Liotta did at least too, so he knows what we're talking about. But then you got Jodie Foster, who's got like really pretty eyes, really pretty face too to go with it too. So I, I don't know. I don't know who wins that battle. I, I'll leave it up to you out there watching, whoever's like watching, listening, whatever. You can decide for yourself. If I had to choose, I can't choose right now. It's Valentine's Day. I can't choose. Don't make me fucking be in the middle of that, you know, three-way. But then again... Bring them on. They want to fucking do a handicap match in the bed with me. But yeah, Sounds of the Lambs from 1991. Again, starring, as I mentioned, Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foss as well. If there's other people too that were known, I don't know the fucking names. I don't do the cash shit. I don't do the INDB things. I barely remember fucking people's real names in real life. So to expect me to know the name of fucking characters in a made-up movie that, thank God, Hannibal Lecter don't exist for real, fuck you. Can't expect me to do all that now. I got too much on my mind. I got Valentine's Day to fucking honor and respect. And of course, buy into Ching Ching money bag emoji tomorrow. I don't know what you guys are doing out there, but I got to fucking celebrate it. I got no choice because I got a significant other in my life. And boy, oh boy, if I'm looking forward to pussy, I got no choice but to give into the fucking Hallmark ass holiday. Capitalist ass holiday that is Valentine's Day. But who just been watching though? Listen, you made it up to this point, that means now it's time for the rating. I'm going to give the Silence of the Lambs. Listen, God damn it, it's about time. It's towards the end. We don't blame you, you got the characters down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try. It's real life names alone, they fucking escape my mind so easily. I, I really act like I'm fucking 80 years old when it comes to trying to draw blanks on fucking names. But I swear to God, it just happens. It, I, I wish it wasn't that bad, but... I don't know, my memory's really selective like that, I guess. That's all I, the best way I can explain it. But now, the rating system. The infamous, notorious by now, well-known, done it like 10 or so times, give or take here on who has been watching. Uh, shout-outs to Cito, based for joining. Shout-outs to Afro Dominicano. And shout-outs to you, Cito. I finally caught that um, individual little doc they did on the Afro Dominicano page on IGTV about you. Really well done. I love getting to know you guys in depth like that. And again, shout-outs to you, Cito Bass, and everybody in the conglomerate that will soon take over the world that is known as Afro-Dominicano. Much love to you guys. Uh, yeah, rating system now. Who has been watching rating system? It's unique to me. It's unique to the show. I don't want nobody else copying me, but then again, if they do copy me, it's, fuck it, it's all right. It's a, it's a form of flattery. It's a compliment to me because I try to be original, at least in my case. Oh, Cito, got you. Much appreciated, bro. 
Um, check him out also, Cito Bass, uh, very, part of a very good band, very good bass player himself, you know, so much respect to all of them, everybody involved, too many names to remember, and speaking of names as I did earlier, don't ask me to name everybody in Afro, because I'm going to forget somebody, and I don't want to disrespect like that, never intentionally, so yeah, the range system, as far as we're concerned, listen, you might be used as stars, you might be used to like popcorn emojis or something, or in this case, since it's Valentine's Day, you might be used to fucking little hearts, you know, whatever you got to do. However you want to rate your movies like how you would, that's fine and dandy. But here, we use emojis. We use emojis. I use emojis because, listen, life is nothing but a large keyboard. At some point, you might be able to type something out to make it in-depth, full of whatever meaning you want to put behind it. But the best way to describe things sometimes, at most points, would probably be a simple enough emoji. So in that case, I used emojis to put emotion behind what I rate something. Now listen, if we're gonna start, we're gonna do it right from the top to the bottom like we was given a blowjob. Pause, pause, pause. I'm just saying proverbially, not for real, literally, or not in this case, like Hannibal will probably enjoy, but then he's gonna love fucking your mind more than fucking you literally, Clarice. Let's not be Clarice to fucking Hannibal out here. So yeah, from the top to the bottom, if you give something a four out of four, if you think it's that memorable, it's that much of a classic, a masterpiece, whatever too, however you want to dub it, you might say four out of four, I'll contend that with a yes, meaning yes, give me a prequel, like I think Red Dragon was to Silence of the Lambs, or yes, give me a sequel, like Hannibal was in Silence of the Lambs, but not as memorable as fucking Silence of the Lambs was. Almost as good, but, you know, they tried a little too hard with the shock value and the gore and all that, too. But, all right, that's neither here nor there. Yes would be a goddamn classic film, if any. Shout-outs to Jamie S... No, Jamie.S underscore world for joining, or Val, in other words. I know who you are in real life. I'm not going to give a real name, though. Or I think I did with Val, but, you know, you know what I mean, goddammit. But, yeah, as I was saying, now, if, listen, we're going to move our way down the scale. If something was a three out of four, meaning, you know, it's all, it's pretty fucking good. I really enjoyed myself, had a good time watching. I'd recommend it to anybody passing me by in the street, socially distant, of course. Keep your fucking mask on. I don't want to catch whatever the fuck you got out there. 25% indoor dining as of yesterday here in NYC. Let's get it up to 50. Let's get it up to 75. Let's get back to fucking normal at some point eventually, too, in this thing called life. But if something's a three out of four, you want to herald it, scream to the fucking world, hey, this is fucking great. You better watch it too. That's three out of four in your world. In my world, it's a, ah, pleasant surprise. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I'd say it was a masterpiece, but it's not quite there yet. There's some stuff that might have been left out that I would have said otherwise. It would have put it in the category tier of a classic. Now, if we move further down the scale again now, too, if you do a two out of four, two stars, two popcorn emojis, two eggplant emojis, whatever you want to use to rate stuff like that, too. Two out of four for you? Okay, that might be good for you, and that might be something like, you know, mid, I'm kind of entertaining the thought of recommending it to somebody else, but they've got to be a fan like I am, or maybe more, they understand where I'm coming from, so I might tell this friend, but not that friend over there, whatever, too. Two out of four, mid-range, I got to go with, oh. I thought it would have been better. I was expecting a little more, but I didn't get that. Or I was expecting worse, but it wasn't that bad, to be honest, but it wasn't that great either. I can't really say it's great. It, it's definitely not a classic, but it's good. It's okay. It, it, it does its job. It's okay. I might watch it eventually sometime from bored like that. There's nothing else on Netflix, whatever. $18, by the way, for Netflix. Way too much for the fucking mid. 
they got for the most part, except for Queen's Gambit. I will watch that again most likely because goddamn that's good. But yeah, if we go further down this time, a one out of four in your world. You want to give it whatever fucking thing you want to do, a one out of four, whatever. Okay, great. In this case, I got to go with a meh, which means, nah, it was pretty bad, but it wasn't terrible. Or, you know, it's a guilty pleasure, but I wouldn't openly tell anybody else that I know or around me I enjoyed it so much. I kind of keep it as a dark little secret. Did I happen to like it enough like that? That's a one out of four. That's a meh. Not good. Not bad. But also nowhere near being good. It's, it's bad, but not terrible. Not horrible. Not like an abomination or an abortion cinema-wise, film-wise, whatever. Now, that's not the end of it, though. If there's something that bad out there, it's that terrible. It's that big a scumbag. It's as deplorable as the actions were of Buffalo Bill throughout this film. Almost as deplorable as fucking Hannibal Lecter was in this film. And as scary as the reality of life is turning out to be with this goddamn pandemic taking over our lives. Believe me, I'm still waiting. I'm looking forward to the time, the day, the episode. I gotta give something to zero. Big fat goose egg out of four. A.K.A. in my world, because it's different from how you would rate it, I go with why. Why would anyone approve the making of this film? Of course, if we're speaking of something that got a zero out of four, not in the case of fucking Signs of the Lambs. Who approved the budget? Why can't I eat this person ass first? Why can't I eat this bitch pussy first for greenlighting this film? Approving the script. Oh, we got it from a fucking book. Let's turn into a movie that fucking sucks. So much that it's a zero out of four. That's a why out loud. But in the case of Silence of the Lambs, 1991, again, starring... Sir Anthony Hopkins, let's be respectful and mindful, he's been knighted, so he's a sir, he deserves it, as well as a young piece of ass Jodie Foster, holding up in 1991 real good, like a freshly peeled off face, dangling off the face of Hannibal Lecter, or shout out to the Office fans out there, like Dwight did <laughs> with the fucking um, CPR dummy too as well, I always love that part, but um, in the case of Silence of the Lambs, I'm gonna be honest, you know what, second time ever. 15 episodes in the game right now Second time ever I gotta go with it Yes It's an absolute classic Listen What has been said If you look up Wikipedia IMDB Rotten Tomatoes Etc etc Wherever you go to To catch ratings for movies A classic in this case Like Silence of the Lambs is The build up With minimal detail At most times of course It's still pretty graphic And bloody and all that shit But Hannibal does more of a job serving the graphic gory category but less of a job of actually scaring you it's more like goofy at points sometimes Silence of the Lands builds up Hannibal Lecter so beautifully as someone you really need to fear might ever eventually come to real life or actually exist maybe not in your borough your county estate but the world period because a man that cunning genius astute well versed and knows you that fucking well, especially if your name's Clarice in real life. Hopefully you're not, because Clarice is kind of like an ass name. You got your life to fear for, and you're going to live a fearful life. Because, uh, hello, there's a man-eating, cannibal, serial killer coming for you. And what are you going to do? Like if I was Hulk Hogan back in the 90s, but he's a racist now, according to most people he asked. So maybe not a, a good comparison to make. But what you're going to do? When Hannibal Lecter's 
hungry and coming for you. I mean, besides you getting th cum thrown on your face like his neighbor did in jail, but if Hannibal Lecter's coming for your ass, fuck Jason, fuck Hellraiser, fuck, uh, what's the guy with the needles coming out of his fucking head? That that movie sucked anyway, all three, four of them, whatever. Um, the, fuck the Scream guy, you know, fuck Leatherface, all them, all them motherfuckers, all exaggerated as fuck, as scary as they're supposed to be. You want to ask me something scary besides Hannibal Lecter? The only horror movie that scared me like that, for real, for real, I'll be totally honest, and I'm not fearful of it, is Cujo. A big-ass fucking dog like that that's over six feet tall when he stands on his fucking hind legs and weighs like at least 200 pounds, pinning it down and fucking eating your face off. Bring on Hannibal Lecter in that case. That's the only thing scary I can envision Hannibal Lecter going at your ass. But then, of course, he's going to have the tough choice in his mind of either eating you from the front or from the back where to start. And, you know, who brought the five beans to the party? Let's leave those out for next time. But yeah, Jodie Foster does a really good job of being just herself. Plays the part really well of being a very naive Clarice at most points. A very astute and genius in her own ways, but also proves that she's a newbie. She's a trainee. She's a rookie. And does her part. Plays it to a T very well. The rest of the cast, too, is selected very well. Also... Uh, I don't know the name of the guy in real life that played Buffalo Bill. He was good as well. Very creepy. As I mentioned, listen, I got the kind of voice that might put some people off. I don't intend to, and it's not on purpose. You know, God said, you know, hey, take this. And that's what you're stuck with for as long as you live. I'm not complaining. I like my voice. I, I, I've learned to love my voice. And it's a conversation starter, an icebreaker to most points. But if you tell me that you actually held a conversation with somebody in life ever, that sounds like Buffalo Bill does in this movie, you're fucking psycho. And you're begging to be fucking skinned alive and worn as a dress like he tried to do with this girl at least or he did already with some other hoes that he fucking, well, I don't mean to say hoes, but, you know, they're dead. So am I going to be really mindful of them? They, they had fucking no purpose in their life anyway. They got fucking cut up by Buffalo Bill of all things. He did that to girls too. So Buffalo Bill is very creepy as well in his own right, in his own sense. I mean... Everything is done so well in this film. Again, the real genius is the build-up to Lecter. Like, you think... I would think maybe cannibals before this film weren't probably taken as seriously. You would think it was just something like, um, allegedly, or I think as per stories and tales goes, they would do that like in parts of Africa or other parts of the world where it used to be, you know, heritage or like... Um, uh, what do you call those, like, islands, remote islands and shit like that. They got, like, cannibalistic islands and all that shit, too. Maybe you wouldn't take it seriously then. But then maybe this movie was so good. And, well, it is really good. But it was so good and so convincing to some people that they actually had to start to fear on top of things to fear itself as is life. Cannibals being out here. And walking amongst us looking like normal people, like we salute every day and say hi to whatever. But meanwhile, they're fucking eating their, like, grandmother. When no one's looking in the attic, just so her bones won't make that loud a crunch, or if it does, the neighbors won't be able to hear at least. Well, I don't know if that works in the building too, because I'm in a building. I don't know if any of you out there got houses or buildings or whatever, but I'm sure you won't be able to really like hack away or cut up people, let alone eat them. How do you eat somebody? I'd be worried about eating someone's ass cheeks. It'd be too much meat to endure, or if you're like a white girl from the 90s, like Jodie Foster, I didn't get a good look of her ass, but I don't think she had really a lot going on back there. 
That might be light work right there, but then you got to break down the fucking thigh meat, and then you get down to the calf. What if they got chicken legs? That works in your favor, too, but then you get to the toes. What if they got athletes for the fungus on the nails and shit, too, and you got to, ugh, whatever. I wonder if Cannibal, or, or Hannibal, like I need to say, if Hannibal ever fucking cringed at, like, eating toes, and they were, like, ingrown Hang nails, hammer toes, like fucking foot fungus. Like, ah, no, I can't eat that. It's intolerable. It's disgusting. Whatever. But yeah, final rating for Hannibal is definitely a four out of four for me. It's a classic. It's a masterpiece. I recommend everybody see it. If you never see Hannibal, you could do without it. I guess it's it's not bad at all. Uh, I think I gave it a oh, if anything, a two out of four. It does deserve it. It's very good, too, in its own sense. And I enjoyed it, at least. I wasn't bored at all for the two hours of Hannibal. But Silence of the Lambs, I was really, like, they sucked me right in. I, I wasn't leaving my seat. I wasn't, like, bored at all. I was, like, entertained throughout. So it's definitely a classic. I understand why it gets the praise and esteem that it does over time, considering this is 30 years old now from 1991. Anthony Hopkins always delivers, Jodie Foster too as well, the whole cast is very properly well selected, the whole story flows and goes just fucking so right, and I guess even the minor details like the hostage, the girl being held in the pit, cursing out fucking Jodie Foster or Clarice for the fact that she says something so fucking by the book is like, we're gonna get you out of here dear, you're safe now, you fucking cunt, I'm still in the fucking pit, what do you mean I'm safe, this fucking asshole's gonna eat me alive and skin me and spit me out like a fucking chicken bone, and etc, etc, that little bit of detail right there to pay attention to like that, and the whole build up of Hannibal, it's genius, like, ah, chef's kiss, who this been watching though, I appreciate and thank every single one of you out there that's watching right now live with me on Instagram like I do every Saturday, Times will be determined, but every Saturday, come back here to me at Who This Is One to watch this go down live, uncut, unedited, unfiltered, uncircumcised. You get the whole deal. If it, it, it popped out of a proverbial pussy in the hospital, you get it right there in your hands, a bundle. A bundle of joy you got right there to hold and fucking nurture, and hopefully it turns into something that, you know, of course, I'm doing this in the middle of the night on Amazon buying this shit, but okay. On my own props department too I'm sorry I like movies that much Who this been watching though Always live first on Saturdays On IG here Who this is one Couple of days later Up on YouTube as well Follow me please Like, share, subscribe Comment all that good stuff On YouTube YouTube.com Backslash Who this is one As well as The audio version Gonna be available On all digital streaming platforms Meaning wherever you get Your podcast from you know, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Subscribe to me on Apple. Give me a five-star rating because I know, listen, if you made it this far in this episode, whether you're watching live, watching on YouTube, or listening, you enjoy yourself most likely. And I appreciate you with some good feedback. Show me some love and respect. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. I did this for you out there, whoever's watching Valentine's Day. If you got it, Going on in a single sense If you got it going on in a couple of relationship sense Or if you're like Maybe a Mormon or something like that in Utah You got like You, your significant other And then your significant others That add up to like six or seven Because I, I think it's still legal out there If it is, you know, let me know I'm asking for a friend It's all good Celebrate it, have fun, be healthy Thank you again to YHWIS underscore wrestling pod I forget your shorter name or abbreviated name but thank you always for tuning in and showing love 
catch him on Twitch always as well doing this thing live. I appreciate all of you out there watching. Make sure to catch the next one next Saturday, of course. As every Saturday, we're going to do it here. And listen, also, if you want to be a guest on the show, just DM me, hit me up, email me, whatever. Feel free to do so. I got the list ready for the rest of the year as far as the episodes I want to do. If you feel any of them are up your alley, I'll send you away. You say which one you like to do. You let me know. Simple as that. We'll set it up and we'll have you on here live. I love having guests on here. Let's talk about movies. Let's really dissect them shits, but not do the cuck. Like, oh, it changed my life for the better. I got to give it three out of four. No. Is the amount of details of fucking really good shit, whatever here? Yeah, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's have fun. Let's bullshit. Talk about movies like that, too. Shout out to everybody. I appreciate you. Who this been one? I got to actually go clean up myself as far as, like, do this shit, the whole maintenance routine and like a little bit of my hygiene too to be honest for valentine's day she wants to celebrate tonight instead of tomorrow you gotta appreciate that kind of savvy because tomorrow is going to be everybody up everybody's ass breaking all kinds of social distancing by trying to get in last minute indoor dining and the pharmacies is going to be fucking packed with people getting last second shit whatever don't do it to yourself you want to celebrate tonight do it tonight that way tomorrow you can fuck all day if you want to and then watch silence of the lambs and consider what part of the other person you'll fucking eat first of anything pussy ass dick feet head if they fucking ball preferably because i don't want a mouthful of hell either but yeah shout out to everybody thank you for coming through i'll see you next week who this been watching always live first on ig remember uncircumcised as it should be, and, well, if you're Jewish, maybe not otherwise, but you know what I mean, who just been watching, thanks for watching, Sounds of the Lambs.